Hello, this is Ohm. Recording at Ohm's Cove. Time now, 11.36 a.m. Ohm Standard. Today is Friday, August 9th. I returned last night from Prince Edward Island in Canada. I'd like to share a little bit about that experience. But I was sitting, I'm sitting here thinking about the political sphere in America right now and the other things that are affecting how I'm viewing it, my perspective. Um, thinking a lot about Donald Trump and the fact that I know the left and particularly minorities, what everyone's referring to as brown people, black people and Hispanic people basically, and liberals, you know, white Democrats, liberals, which I, I kind of, I mean, my mom is kind of that, and, you know, I, I somewhat identify with that, but not totally, because I know that people on the left go too far, just like people on the right go too far. Going too far, whichever way you're going, I find just wrong, just wrong. So anyway... I know Trump is very, uh, <clears throat> he inflames people and people who are very far left and more so, I think, uh, minorities, black people and Hispanic people who aren't going to be minorities soon, which adds an interesting uh, element to the overall pie that we now call the USA. But uh, those people are like, they're outraged. They can't believe how terrible Trump is. And I and I disagree so much with so many things about Trump. Just his personality, his character. It's just disgusting. I and mean, he grew up, he comes from disgusting people. His father and his grandfather were horrible humans. You know, and I and I don't blame him too much because maybe their fathers before them were horrible humans. So you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And uh you know, Trump he doesn't he doesn't he kinda may have an inkling of uh knowing what things what's moral and what's just not cool, but it's all overpowered. You know? It's overpowered by I'm trying to figure this out. By by his overwhelming need to feel like he's winning, or you know, just better, whatever he considers better, you know, an advantage, an edge, a win. He's he's a child. He's childish. So anything that kind of pulls him towards decency is overshadowed by the. Uh, imperious urge to uh, be on top and uh, it, it like he, he hated Obama but not just because he was half black but because he was you know the number one guy Trump wants to be the number one guy he hates Biden now Biden's white white as the snow he's as white as you can be but he hates Biden now he hates anybody who he sees as a competitor as a threat to his fragile ego.
He's a piece of shit. But, uh, you know, people who are... No, I'm reading a book, and I mentioned this before. It's called Enlightenment Now by Steven Pinker. And it's just... it's. I'm so glad I'm reading it because it's just... It's letting me know, like, dude, there's nothing wrong. Everybody's running around, you know, everybody's television fed. Their brains are fed by television and media and all this bullshit that is so unimportant. Like, okay, 29 people were killed, and that's horrible. America should not have anything like that. But I was listening to it on the radio yesterday, and I'm thinking about, like, you know, in 1967, if I was driving down the highway listening to the news, they'd be talking about death tolls of, like, hundreds or thousands of American soldiers being killed in Vietnam. 29 people got killed. And, yeah, President Trump is an asshole, and he has no decency, but that's going to be over soon. Probably a Democrat will be in there, and whatever Trump's putting in place now will be, for the most part, wiped away. He's going to be wiped away. Time travels on. Everything keeps going. Trump's going to be gone soon enough. And I understand, like, older people are like, oh, but, you know, I just look at it like it is ridiculous that, you know, important, huge decisions about the young people of our nation and the future of our planet are being made by people who aren't even going to be here in 10, 15, 20 years. But that's just how it is right now. And it's such bullshit. But anyway... Yo, Trump is going to be gone. He's going to be dead pretty soon. I'm planning on being alive for a while. Trump's going to be a distant memory. All his disgusting antics. America's going to come back strong. And you know what? We're learning from this. Nobody's going to act like an asshole like Trump is acting like. Nobody's going to get away with it. Now, the problem, the other side, anything powerful is dangerous because it has two sides, two sides to every coin. And the problem is the left getting all politically correct. And that pisses the right off. And then the anger goes back and forth like a ping pong match. We need to do something about this two party bullshit, you know, punting, kick, ping pong back and forth, anger, anger, blame, blame. But anyway. <clears throat> I'm going to talk sports. I have a lot to say about sports. Um, but that's got to be later because I think I've said enough for now. And uh, give me some feedback if you can any any way, shape, or form. Because, uh, all right, that's like 7 minutes, 15 seconds. I want to share about other concepts that I've you know that have been that I've introduced myself to really brilliant stuff but I think that's enough for now life is good it's a beautiful day Ohm's pretty satisfied this this is about American humans and Americans particularly feeling satisfied and the other side of that is feeling dissatisfied. Ask yourselves, people. 
Are you feeling satisfied or dissatisfied? And what are the factors influencing your feelings of satisfaction or dissatisfaction? What I think about is my ability to make people smile and laugh. And I picture the people in my life who I love smiling and laughing. And it makes me feel great. And it makes me realize I am a spirit. I am not this bag of flesh you see. I mean, I am that too, but less. I am less this physical bag of flesh you see. I am more a spirit with a personality that can bring joy to people's lives. And that's what I'm going to try to focus on. And I hope, I hope Ohm has caused you to smile and laugh. Hello, this is Ohm. Broadcasting from Ohm's Cove in Congress, New York. Time now, 12.06 p.m. Ohm Standard. I seem to want to hop on to the podcast when I'm sitting here on my deck looking at the lake in my backyard. I just, well, I start, I'm reading a book and it, the thoughts start to roll into more thought. You know how it goes, most of you, I'm sure. But I was watching last night. This is what this is what the tipping point was. Last night I was watching the loudest voice about Roger Ailes from Fox News, played by Russell Crowe. <laughs> it is so fucking good. But uh. I was also reading a book, the book I like yesterday, Enlightenment Now, and uh, and it was making me think of some points I'd like to make. A lot of stuff about, well, it all it all rolls into one because I'm reading a book, a biography of Albert Einstein, and he's just they're talking about his friendship with the guy who wanted to get into politics. And Einstein's perspective on that was that he couldn't understand giving up, you know, your independence of thought to join a party that just confounded him. Because, and it's true, really. It's conformity of thought to your party. That's why I always love Bernie Sanders being an independent and why he got fucked by Hillary Clinton, who I'm getting more and more disgusted by the more I find out. But anyway, and you saw the the Jeffrey Epstein thing, that's kind of what got me a little pissed off about Trump and Hillary, and, you know, because Bill Clinton was going out to the island, and, you know, and Trump's a piece of shit. They're all, they're all garbage. They're all terrible humans. But what I was really thinking about was, have you seen... The loudest voice in Roger Ailes and Fox News. And I'm like wondering, I know a lot of people who are conservatives and Republicans, and I consider myself an independent, honestly. For exactly for what Einstein said, you give up, you, you, give, you join conformity of thought to your party. Like, I don't want to be lumped in with any of these pieces of shit. I don't want to think the way any of them prescribe to think. Oh my God! Fox News. Like I saw what Roger Ailes was doing to the females. They're like, and he's eating these donuts and potato chips. He's a fat, disgusting job of the hut fuck. And I'm like, what horrible humans they are! 
And I was considering, you know, I do, I have, I'm doing really well now, but I have struggled, you know, with a little light narcotics and some alcohol issues. So, you know, I try not to, I, I really try not to judge people, but I was watching Roger Ailes, you know, at least when I drank and partied, I wanted to like laugh and dance and have a good time. You know, I'm like, how good can a fucking potato chip make you feel in a donut? It's like, what the fuck? I guess it's different when you don't have the affliction that other people have. I'm sure people can say, why would you drink so much like a buffoon? Because I have. So that's why I don't judge. But it's hard because I do enjoy a donut and a potato chip. But it can't make a human being feel that good. But anyway, I'm not going to go down that road because judgment so is a, is an ugly place to be. But <laughs> I keep saying but. I, that that show with Russell Crowe playing Roger Rails just blew me away. And, and showing Trump and how ridiculous Americans are. And I'm thinking, you know... If you want to cry out there in Texas about all the horrible, you know, uh, uh, all the gun violence, and it's not even that terrible, I'm going to get into that. But you uh, you vote, you put Trump in office, so don't fucking whine. In Ohio, you do the same thing. I don't want to hear it. You're all fucking idiots. You vote, you get, you know, chickens come home to roost. But that's the book I'm reading, Enlightenment. Now, domestic terrorism, it's being blown up by the media, by television. All they want to do. And Trump, this is the point I wanted to make about Trump. He doesn't hate Mexicans. He doesn't hate black people. He wants to keep his lunatic fringe base on board. He's just doing what he needs to do to win. And he is doing horrible shit. And it is racist. But he's not doing it because of racism. He's doing it because he wants to fire up the racist. He wants to keep the racist on his team. You know, and it's it's ugliness. It's ugly and that <laughs> that show shows how ugly the whole thing is. It's horrible. But whatever. Terrorism is not such a big deal. I I know domestic terror for those people who died and lost their loved ones. I'm not gonna make light because that is horrible. You know, I I'm sure I would be singing a different song if somebody I loved got killed. But large panoramic view. It was 29 Americans in two separate cities. And I made this point the other day. It's not like the days of Vietnam. It's it, The media is doing its job. It wants you to keep watching. So they keep blowing it up. They make, you know, and, and the, uh, the pundits keep talking shit about Trump. It's like, listen, just make it simple. The guy wants to get reelected, so he's doing really dirty shit to keep his really dumb, stupid, asshole base on board. He doesn't want to lose him. He doesn't want to lose the NRA. He doesn't want to lose his peace. His, they are deplorable. Hillary Clinton, who is deplorable in her own right, was correct. They're pathetic. But just know, Trump's 
he's he's not really even a man because he has no character. He's a bag of shit in a human body with no soul and a very pea brain. I heard a pundit actually said something funny. He was like, he's thinking about cheeseburgers, a putter, <laughs> a porn video, and some, it was funny. That's really what Trump thinks about. The guy has no policy. He has no ideology. He doesn't read. He doesn't think. He, he kind of is representative of America. And they say the coast, you know, the left coast and the right coast, California and New York, that's sort of the real intelligence. You know, these people are pieces of shit, too. I like Bill Moore because he's very realistic and he's very honest. I know the conservatives hate him. And he does say stupid shit sometimes. But for the most part, I think he's pretty good. His show is definitely good. I saw Scaramucci on there the other night. He's not bad. He's a slick fuck. He's, I think he's a New Yorker. You know, he's probably one of these Staten Island stockbrokers. You know, he knows how to talk. But, uh, and I wanted to talk sports, a little Kyrie Irving, a little Boston Celtics. Um, I have shit to say about that and the NBA in general. I got to watch a little ESPN because I love watching it. And yeah, I get, I get. I know what to talk about, you know, because I understand it because I know all these athletes and uh, I I grew up with sports and my brother's a big sports fan. He keeps me up to date with everything. But uh, I'll just make one quick point about Kyrie Irving. The reason he's hard to have chemistry, it was hard for him with LeBron. Anybody's tough to be with LeBron. He's just, he's, I, I'm not a fan. But anyway, Kyrie in Boston, he's almost, his skills are so far above and ahead of everybody that it's too difficult for him to not become disappointed when people can't play on his level. And when he shows that dissatisfaction, that energy is going to shut it down. And that's not a big knock on him because that's something he can work on. You know, and the chemistry just wasn't there in Boston. Brad Stevens is a great coach. Kind of reminds me of Pete Buttigieg, which, you know, some people could laugh at because I know Mayor Pete is gay and I know Brad Stevens is not gay, but they kind of remind me of each other. Brad Stevens is a great coach. And I like Mayor Pete. I think he's brilliant. And I've learned a lot from him. About, you know, being gay, I, something he said about how he hated himself for being gay, that was an insight, you know, like, people, they don't choose to be gay, and he didn't want to be gay, you know, and gay pride, I think, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope, I don't want to get into that debate, but anyway... That's the point I wanted to make about um, Kyrie Irving, and I'll talk about that more, and it's going to be interesting to see what he does in New Jersey. I'll, I'll probably go watch when the Celtics come to town. I actually, the last NBA game I went to, I went to see the Celtics play the Nets with Kyrie on the Celtics, obviously. That's an interesting story. 
not really a story, but it was very cool going down to Brooklyn to see the Celtics play. They won by seven, and that's when I was like, Kyrie Irving reminded me of Barry Sanders on the football field. That's how fucking good he is. Just, you know, he's on a different level. And when you can't psychologically get to the level where you don't show disappointment when other guys can't play on your level, it's going to... It's gonna in fact it's it's gonna you know they notice him you know making faces and shaking his head that gets them down and they're like why is he a dick he's like he knows he's better than us he's obviously better he doesn't have to be a dick and make faces it's kind of pussy and because of that I'm kind of glad he's out of Boston because I'm a Boston huge fan and Kyrie was good for Boston they're gonna be incredible now. This new guy, I think he's from Charlotte, and I think he's got, he's got, he's perfect. It's going to be great. Brad Stevens is going to get him going because he knows Ainge is awesome. Always love Ainge. But anyway, I'm going to let it go there. And uh, Ohm's Cove, twelve eighteen. I think that was 12 minutes, and I hope you guys enjoy it. You don't even have a card. Hello. This is Ohm. Time now, 1.45 p.m. at Ohm's Cove in Congress, New York. Live, well not live, but broadcasting on Ohmcast. And as promised, I have my friend Ted. I call him Ted Strokes. Hello, Ted. Good afternoon. Ted's a little nervous. But Ted is a funny guy, <clears throat> and we've known each other for a long time. I want to get Ted talking a little bit. All right, Ted. Tell me what you think about our own cast. Well, should we tell everyone how we met? Yeah. Okay, so I met you in 97. Oh, call me home. I met the famous Ohm in 1997 in a outpatient rehab program in Spring Valley, New York. And you, we, me, you, and another guy named Richie Z became fast friends because we were all merciless ball busters. And unfortunately, Richie Z was murdered a few years ago. And both of us have suffered life-changing accidents since this happened. But... So that's basically the, that's the depressing part of it. This dog is biting me. All right, Max, Max, and come on, buddy, come here. He doesn't have respect for the I podcast. got him, I got him. Keep going, keep going. You're in the zone. So now we're in recovery now, which we have struggled with our drug and alcohol addictions for years. And now we're both about seven months clean and sober. And so that's it with That's what you think about my podcast? Thank you, Ted. That was extraordinary. You just hit you just hit a brick wall on that one. Well, I don't want to. But thank God, but thank God, everybody knows Richie Z. We know Richie Z is dead. Now, now we know Richie Z is dead. Let's pick up on slavery. Was a good thing. I'll take it from there. Oh, come on, dude. Don't take cheap shots. Don't take cheap shots. Just because I gotta be me, I tell them. Ted, now, we're back. We've been sitting here debating because I did what I'm sure is considered controversial.
topic on the slave trade and there's a whole lot you know of uh, details with that but Ted's busting my chops on uh, he thinks it was a very bad idea but of course you know Ohm's gotta be Ohm but like I said Ohm has faith in Ohm logic and reason will be attacked ignorance is powerful there in this day and age in America ignorance woo wait but we're not going to worry about that. We're here for... I I have a hard time sticking to being entertaining and funny. I like to get serious. I can't help it. But we're good at being funny. I mean, I'm good. Ted's not bad. <laughs> Ted, no, Ted is a funny guy. So we're going to veer back towards the comical. Why don't you want to talk about something less controversial, like the Holocaust? <laughs> I told you, Ted is funny. Uh, now, see, you bring up shit like that, and that gets me, I want to talk about Einstein, and then Ted's like, Nikola Tesla's the man. Ted is, and he gets offended when I say conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah, go. He, he gets so... Thank you. Yeah, I'm see, see like, as I said, he's resentful. He resents... He 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 reacts to labels. No, if you know a label, you know what I think. You know what I think, fans. If you know a label is a label, why should you give a shit? Labels are bullshit. And if you know somebody's, so why used, do you feel the need to put one on me? Why do you react? But let's answer. You put it on you. You put it on yourself, Ted. Why, what is a you conspiracy put it theorist? Like you said yourself, there, there's not conspiracies. There's no right, not, right. Not I defend you. I defend you. I know. Listen, right? Ted. I have no problem with the fact that you're a monster conspiracy theorist. No, I defend you. Like I have no problem with whatever they accuse you of. You're a man. You gotta be. You're like me. You got Ted's gotta be Ted. But the fact that they call you a conspiracy, who cares? Neo from the Matrix. Don't respond. You know Neo from the Matrix. I I have a hard time not responding myself. I'm a responder. I react. When provoked, I fucking flip out. I'm better. I'm better. I also, folks, I have a traumatic brain injury. So for years, I was a total flipper. I'd flip the fuck out. I've gotten a lot better, but I'm still a responder. You know, I'm like a first responder. Because you know why? Because I'm a logical guy. You have PTSD is what you have. I I think you could say that, yeah. Yeah, We both do. Okay. Whether you know it or nice. not, whether it flares up. No, no obviously you do know yeah, it. You just said yeah. you just said when you yeah. say you do know it. Well, because I don't remember my accident, but I feel like right. my sister said I still have PTSD, which I tend to agree with her on these matters. Ted, why don't we take a minute to talk a little bit about your accident? Because I mentioned right. that you lost your arm in a work wow. accident, and I noticed when we went... Oh, yeah. okay. Can yeah. I say that it's well, a sensitive topic? You can talk okay. about the accident. Ted doesn't want to talk too, much, too much detail because he has a pending lawsuit. So we'll give some basics. Some basics. Uh, so it was, I don't want to say Because the date. Ted is a real basic bitch. I, I'm not going to say the date because that would, be, that would be incriminating somewhat. Again, I didn't do anything wrong, but I was working on the back of a garbage truck and uh, the brakes failed and um, 
basically the driver tried to make a right turn and the truck flipped over on the side, the driver's side that I was holding on to in the back and my arm got trapped under the truck and, and uh, crushed and they had to amputate it above the elbow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Now, wait, wait a second. <laughs> now, see how wonderful <laughs> Marty got a traumatic brain injury. Marty, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I haven't gotten into detail here. I, I, where we're sitting right now, there used to be a smaller house. I was partying here, partying hard. It was January 10, 2004. Partying hard. I was with a young lady, and I, uh, I had been drinking for many since the night before. I don't even know if I slept. Uh, we were using narcotics. We ran out of narcotics, and I w I sped off to go get more. Lost control on nine W right up the road, and didn't make it far at all. And uh, went into a tree. Was in a convertible. I still don't know if I went through the roof or if the roof wedged back or what. But I was ejected from the car. I uh my brain was joggled around in my skull so I was in a coma five weeks and a traumatic brain injury. And you lost some function of your My right arm. It's right called arm. the brachial plexus. See, isn't that incredible? We both have lost our, a lot of our but okay, so now that's how we got here. Now what what was the path that we took to get here? Talk about the darkness and then we can go to the light. Okay, well, I would you? Uh, well, we are we we continued to. Oh yeah, when we were reunited, I I went to get uh, some marijuana from a guy one day, and he was like, "Do you know Ted with one arm?" And I'm like, "Who?" I'm like, "What?" And then Ted procured my number from him and called me, and I'm like, "What the fuck happened, Ted?" Now I saw Ted years, a few years before that at the supermarket, and he had two arms, but I had been in my accident, but we just shot this shit for a while, you know, no big deal, and then a few years later, Ted lost his arm, so now we get reunited, it was about two years ago, three years ago, yeah. two, two and a half years, yeah, yeah. And, and we're both, we're not sober. And it was like bong hit mania in Ted's little apartment. And I remember, I vividly remember, I walked into the little room in Ted's apartment. Something came up about how, you know, we struggled not being able, well, Ted not having his right arm, me not being able to use my arm. He was like, you know the stroke. That's why I call him Stroker. Because we do know the stroke. We We had... A very unfortunate, we have an unfortunate circumstance, but I think when you're saying how we came to the light, we know what it means to suffer. We know what it means to lose. We have experienced loss. And we sat there, and and we I drank a little more than Ted, but, you know, what we I did drank. together, well, yeah, he uh, drank. He had he, similar diseases. He drank, he drank, I drank a little yeah. more. But well, what we did okay. together, the common ground was the buying. It's like yeah. we were like yeah. power smoking. And we kind of were feeling sorry for ourselves because it was like, it was like, see, it was like <clears throat> powerful buying. It's all day, every day. 
And uh, and now it's a good life. We're living clean and sober. We go to meetings together. And we're basically on an award tour, taking a victory lap, you know, enjoying a good, healthy life. And, see, you know, we've seen the darkness. We were in the darkness. Come on, Max. What the fuck? All right, now, is that, was that good, Ted? Or you yeah, got... you just bit me. Don't be a pussy. Get back out in the air. So, yeah, so that took us to 2019. And then uh, I had quit smoking cigarettes. And Marty... Come on, Max. And Marty was still uh, smoking weed. And, um, what do you mean you quit smoking cigarettes? I mean, well, the dog is torturing me. I'm sorry, I don't have my, my best when a dog is biting my right, one good arm. Pull together and move forward. Come uh, here, man. We put the dog in, uh, to sleep. I mean, uh, Stop. into the house. Uh, just dog. Yeah. Anyway, so I was smoking weed. Marty was smoking weed and cigarettes. And I quit everything. I came into the room January 3rd, 5th, excuse me, January 5th. And at first I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to face life with one arm. And... um. I slowly became plugged into the program, and after several months of feeling terrible, I started to become my old self again, and now I feel much better. I have a program. I have a sponsor. I uh, still struggle sometimes with people at meetings and having difficulty with that at times, but um, there's a lot of good people now in my life. I have real friends, and then about a month later, I think because of a the powerful pressure that I put on Marty because I was, you know, I really resent Wait, wait, it. can I just, can we rewind? Can we rewind? Do I get a box of tissues with that first half of the No, story? you get you get a dildo <laughs> to put in your butt. Okay. I and, don't worry about it. No, this is good. This is like adaptive uh, while you're being tortured by a wolf dog and biting my feet and my What the fuck do you want me to do? Max, Spotify. come Put here, buddy. Flip it out. He's going to bark. Oh, he's good. All right, good boy. Oh, yeah, he's great. Good so boy. He is. 20 he's seconds. Good. See, he's good. And I like dogs, too. This All right, go. Thing Just go, all. go. Um, and so that's it. Now we both have six or seven months clean. I have a month more than Marty, so I'm probably going to be a sponsor at some point. <laughs> but um, he goes to the fellowship that, you know, he goes, oh, it doesn't matter. He goes to AA and I go to NA. But primarily. It's the same thing, a little bit different. Well, we like two both different mix sessions. it up. AA is like the manager of Walmart and I'm doing, NA is like, I pick up the carts outside of the Walmart. Bingo. <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. What the fuck kind of an analogy is that? I mean, what he's trying to say is that NA is bullshit. No, it's not. That's <laughs> not true. We have some, you know, we have a smaller fellowship in this part of the country. I don't want to blow it up because I could get serious repercussions from my H&I committees. But since no one's ever going to hear this podcast, I think it's safe. We would reach more people no, if we yelled out No, this is like the retreat. lost tapes. They're going to dig okay, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is going to yeah, the archive. Lost tapes, I love it. Yeah. Ted, what you hear first Ted Marty's? I got Did you hear early Ted Marty back, back in like 19, yeah. dude? That shit was funny. The dog was biting Ted oh, Stump. Ted, Ted was Stump before was, Ted lost his other Ted, arm. Ted Stump was getting on. <laughs> back when Ted had <laughs> only one arm lost. And, and Marty still had some function left. Before they both completely lost their minds. Yeah. 
That'll be like three, in the year 2050. That'll be awesome. <laughs> but uh, okay, so I think we're caught up now, right? We're big members of the. That's fellowship. pretty good. How? Let me see how long we were on because I don't want to fucking. That's almost 15 minutes. I yeah. think that's good. Is that cool, dude? Yeah. All right, we're gonna leave it there. We'll leave it there, and then we'll we'll. Pick. All right, Ted, we're on air. It's Omcast. I see you. You've got some Bob Dylan. Yeah. Is this Highway 61 revisited? It's 61. Woo. I Ted, you can say something now. That's what you're here for, buddy. I know you've got very little constructive to say, but come on, you want to be on the podcast. I see you're freezing up. <laughs> Come on! Um, well, a good interviewer would like leave me instead of, you know, people don't come on the Johnny Carson show and they say, say something! Yeah, I did Johnny asked them a question and then they responded. You're not to like it. a featured guest, you're a partner, bro. Yeah. This is like the Ted Marty talk oh, show. So Marty could say you something. You kind of hijacked me because oh, I, Marty was, could say something. I was doing old cast. I had posted consistently pretty out episodes. I attracted a solid four to five fans, and then you came over, Jay. Let me jump on. Yeah, and that's when your fans dropped from three to one. Well, I invited you on because, and we were good that first time. We, we, we can be good. I just need you to like take the pressure off yourself. We're just starting, bro. It's not gonna be great. I thought I was great, and then you, you killed it. Well, give it what you got. Right. Step into the light. All right, we're kind of, we got dead air, Ted. Dead air scares me. All you're doing is like be entertaining. Dead air scares me. It's all right, we're only two minutes in. I do like them, but I have a much wider taste. Is this the Clash? I love the Clash. Are you kidding me? You're excellent, Ted. See, I knew you're good. This is what you're good for. I mean, a couple of things, but you grabbed the Clash. is great. Joe Stromer. I'm a big fan. Who's the other one? Nick something? I can't remember. Maybe it's Nick or something. Nick Some Jones. Nicky. Yeah. Because he did. No, Joe Stromer did the thing by himself. He did that. Was, that was a great song. What was that song he had? Uh, I gotta find that but song. But he did Redemption song. Is that it? Put that on next. Yeah, he covered Redemption song. I love that. 
but just strum the redemption so I can sing that. I'd love to sing that. Pirates, yes, yes they, they rob I sold I to the merchant ship Minutes after they took a Is this Johnny Cash? From the bottomless pit And my hand was missed Turn it down, let's get back to Omcast yeah, but hey, we're trying to do a talk show. This isn't. I was going through the festival with You know what's good? I thought the law. Oh, wait, is this. He had one really, really good song. I thought the law is good. I fought the law, I went to a Grateful for Dead concert, they threw me in a holding cell, and they played I Fought the Law. Not for me, but it was a coincidence. I wish I could remember the day of that show. It was a June, early 90s, Grateful Dead at Giant Stadium, and I want to check set list because I know I Fought the Law was played. And I did get bum-rushed by security guards. I was on four hits of acid. Jumped the wall, got myself back in, and was down by the wall. And I, that's when the guards jumped me, dragged me down to a holding cell, put a naked guy in the cell with me. I threatened to eat his eyeballs. And they took him out, and the state troopers out there like, we gotta take this guy to the bar with us. They were loving me. I got a, had a lot of pepper spray. My hair was longer. It was kind of long. And uh, I got pepper spray, a ton of it in my hair. I stuck my head in the cooler after they let me out. And it was all running into my eyes. That was a crazy night. Had a few Grateful Dead experiences like that. Joe, you really... I mean, Ted... <laughs> Joe, Ted, you really shitting this up with some... Come on, dude. I finally get this fucking song. Put on some Beastie Boys. Can you put a, can I make a request? Put on Transitions. From uh, Ill Communication. Can you do... What's this? Do you know yet? No. You're gonna know now. Oh, Deliverance, Dueling Banjos, I love it, that's a great movie. 
See, he's acting like he can't keep up, but he's really just fucking with it. That's really what it is. Because the banjo is like acting at first like it fucks up and misses well, the notes. dueling is a duel. But he's also like following the lead of the guitar, and at first he fucks up like he can't really play. And then when it gets fast, it's the banjo blows him away because he was just baiting him. Yeah. yeah. Which was like, foreshadowing. Like, it was foreshadowing, right? Yeah, and then when he hangs the fucking banjo and they go, when they go it's like down. last yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. And the duel's on. Burt that Reynolds. was the point of it. There was a lot of uh, sub subtext during that entire scene. Yeah. Because the one Ned Beatty, that you spill more water all over the beautiful mouth. Not place. that much. Ned Beatty is like being so obnoxious to them. He's the one that gets yeah, fucked up yes, twice. Yes, yeah. yeah. That was brutal. No one saw that coming, I bet. But it was like they can get together on music. They were one. But then when the song was over, they're back to their society. Right. Back to their corners. The duel. Burt Reynolds, he was ready for the duel. That's when he was a real actor before he became a fucking goofy schmuck. Well, hey, he had a masterpiece. Ted was still on. The old cast is still gone. Can you turn it down so we can... Oh, now it's turning it down. Well, we have to... This is a talk show. Can you turn this down and get into the talk show? Let's talk about some things that are funny. We talk, you want, what do you want to talk about? They think it's funny. You want to do the AA meeting? The, the old Irish guys at the AA meetings? The Bronx Irish Catholics with 14 brothers, 9 firemen, 3 cops, and... Nice. Good taste, definitely. Oh, Johnny Ball. <laughs> I love Tall. Is this the teacher? This is teacher, right? I love the teacher. Hey, man. That is what I call myself. And first served this in like 1978. The first song on the album of the greatest hits. Yeah. But I must admit it's true. If I look around, I just have some fun. No sense in the lady, everyone. Let's get old cast going, dude. Should I tell some old stories? So I took a journey in. 
Alright, let me put this out. Nobody's gonna like it, but we're working on it. 